Welcome to the podcast of Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Ishen, the General Overseer of Spirit Life Revival Ministries and the Executive Pastor at the Oracle's Place, the ministry's headquartered branch in Accra, Ghana. A message centered on faith, the prophetic, wisdom, the anointing, and the supernatural. Stay with us because there is a word arranged and aligned by God for you in today's podcast. Now, today's message. Your Bibles with me to the book of Acts chapter 11 and uh, verse 27 and the verse 28. I welcome you to Spirit Life Revival Ministries. If you are watching us through Facebook or YouTube, are we streaming on YouTube? Only on Facebook. Oh my God, that's powerful. All the Facebook people receive your miracles and your testimony. Today, I saw Anosha singing a certain song. Hey. Well, I will say some hard truth tonight if I am allowed by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you at Acts chapter chapter what, Timpo? Chapter 11 and verse what? But in case you are still not at Acts chapter 11, the book of Acts comes immediately after the last book of the Bible. So turn to the last book, which is the book of Revelation. Immediately after Revelation, the next book is Acts chapter 11, verse 27. But in case you get there and there is nothing like that, start from Genesis. And by the time we meet tomorrow, grace will locate that. Now understand that there will be no service on Saturday. No service on Saturday. So if you are thinking there will be a service on Saturday, no service on Saturday. I'm just preparing your heart to cross over with you. I'm reading from the basic Bible in English. Basic Bible in English, Acts 11, 27. Now in those days, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. And one of them named Agabus said publicly through the spirit that there would be serious need of food all over the earth which came about in the time of Claudius. Yesterday I started by talking from the book I will release next year 20, 31 facts about prophecy and we saw in Joel 2 28 that the Bible says in the last day God will pour his spirit upon all flesh and we had the understanding that every born again Christian is a candidate to carry the spirit of the Lord and the evidence of the outpouring of the spirit 
will be in three dimensions. And these three dimensions culminate in the prophetic. We saw the dimension of prophecy, the dimension of dreams, and the dimension of visions. And so I walked through with you from the point one even to the point seven. And I made you to understand that prophecy reveals the intents and the thoughts of God. So a genuine prophetic word is not the communication of the ideas and the ideals of man. But a genuine prophetic word is the communication of the mind of God is to communicate the government of God, to communicate the plans of God. And when you learn how to align your life with God's word, then there is manifestation. Understand that the scripture said, if there is prophecy, it will cease. So prophecy is very powerful, but not every prophetic word is meant to come to pass. Not every prophetic word you will receive will come to pass. For example, if I receive a prophetic word, I will die in the next 30 minutes. And by the revelation of what has happened, we decide to engage the weapon of prayer, that prophecy of death will not come to pass. Am I talking to you? Number two, there are prophecies that will not come to pass because the people involved did not obey the details of prophecy. Prophecies can be conditional and prophecies can be conditional. But most personal prophecies are conditional. Meaning that they will come to pass when you do whatever you must do. Any prophetic word that makes God absolutely responsible is an irresponsible prophecy. If God says he will make you a millionaire, there is something you need to do to become a millionaire. If God says he's going to give you a child, there is something you need to do in order to have the child. Am I talking to you? Now, from the scriptures we read right now, we find out in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, certain prophet came to Antioch from Jerusalem. So prophets are recorded in the scriptures. It is not something we are trying to force down onto the throat of people in the dispensation. They are things that are manifested and they will keep manifesting until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Am I talking to somebody? Is somebody in church today? And Bible singles one of them. That doesn't mean that Agabus was the only prophet who prophesied. But for the went of space and time, the Bible only picked, or the writers of the scripture only picked what Agabus said. And the Bible said at that time, there was food everywhere. But when Agabus bought into the flight of the spirit, he saw that there was going to be famine. So Agabus signaled by the spirit declared by the spirit of God that there was going to be famine. 
Now imagine at a time when things are okay. Imagine at a time when there is abundance and a man comes and speaks about famine. If it's in our dispensation and if you're not careful, you call him a prophet of doom because famine is not something that brings excitement in the same way there are people today who will die in certain time from now but God need to reveal it so that by the revelation of the prophetic word we will learn what to do so that they will not enter that dimension am I talking to somebody tonight so Agabu said when I calculate into the spirit realm there is famine approaching us. Now when said prophetic words are declared that many people tend to call it negative prophecy. I really don't know where they got that from. When a prophetic word that seems to center on the negative is declared, the purpose of God is to give you the knowledge you need in order to learn how to divert and even swerve that impending danger. So that prophecy was also meant to make certain people who believe in the prophetic wealthy. Watch me. So there is abundance now. But in the prophetic realm, there is famine coming. So those people who are involved in agriculture now were supposed to increase their plantation. Some people were supposed to look for money and enter into agriculture even though they were bankers. That's why it takes the smart to work with the prophetic. If you were a dummy, you cannot work with the prophetic. I'm telling you. So people now have to look for money and start buying food in order to store it. So in the midst of famine, they will multiply. I speak over your life. God will go ahead of you and give you one word. That word will show you what to do. And you will go ahead of your people. By the time they get there, there will be abundance. Then we see a prophet like Isaiah also sent by God to a man called Ezekiah. That tell the man to put his house in order. Write his will and do everything that God had commanded him to do. Because the spirit of death is about to visit him. Now look here. In the olden days, when cities were built, they used to build a tower. So Habakkuk said, I will stand upon my watch and see he was talking about the tower. In this dispensation, there are spiritual towers. And certain men like me and many others in the world will sit on that spiritual tower. So the prophet sit on that spiritual tower. And he has threefold responsibility. Before then, the prophet becomes a watchman. And there are three realms of watchman in the prophetic. We have the inner city watchman. This kind of watchman has proximity to the people in the city. So he watches over the city. 
Then we have the watchman or the prophet of the wall or over the wall. So he watches outside the city. Then we have the third type of prophet we call the prophet on the wall. He watches over the city and outside the city. Now let me come home so you understand. The inner city prophet most of the time moves with personal prophecy. So he's able to pick out details of issues that God makes available to him concerning people. So you in 2018 the Lord said you are going into crude oil and gas. You meet a man called Antoniyamua. Antoniyamua has a beard. This is how you know Antoniyamua. The beard is gray. Yes, gray. Someone catch that word. It's for you. I said somebody catch that word. It's for you. Am I communicating? So, they are very close. So, they can tell you personal prophecies. Then we are the prophet who is over the city or out outside the city who speaks about happenings of a community, happenings of a nations, happening of a continent, and happenings over the world. So their strength, they will not mention your name. But when they open their mouth and they say, in 2018, a certain nation will arise and will become a superpower and the nation is called Ghana. Watch out, Ghana will become. When they say in 2018, a certain powerful president, there will be issues concerning impeachment in the month of February. Watch it. Then the third of a prophet, he's the prophet on the wall. He moves between personal prophecy and national prophecies. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? Okay, so now follow me. We'll get a very soon. Now when a prophet sits on the wall, his responsibility in those days, I mean the watchman, his responsibility is to watch over the city. So when, you know, in those days, the strength of a nation was determined not by the intellectual capacity or by the emotional maturity, but it was determined by the ability to conquer another nation. So the more nations you fight and you conquer, that's how strong you are. And today, it doesn't work like that. That's how what works today will not necessarily work tomorrow. Watch it. I say, watch it. <laughs> Don't be too comfortable. I said, don't be too... Uh, what works today will not necessarily work tomorrow. So what was I even saying? What was I saying? Eh? I can't hear what they are saying. No, no, no I think I passed prophet on the wall. So, when this prophet watches over the city, the people will go for war. And when they conquer their enemies, they are supposed to come with a spoil. The things they get out of battle, they are supposed to come with. Now in those days, it was at the gates where spoil were shared. 
It was at the gate where great men gather. That's why in 2 Kings chapter 7, Elijah said, tomorrow by this time, a measure of fine flour will be sold for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. That's where things were shared. So the prophet, when he see that the people have conquered their enemies and they are coming with the spoil, he had the responsibility to announce, we have won the battle and they are bringing the spoil. That is good news. So in this dispensation, God says, you marry Martha and Koma. God says, you will be member of parliament for so, so, and so. God said, you become the chief justice of Ghana. God said, there is a UN appointment coming your way. All of this, then, good news, say good news. Now, when you hear this good news, you don't sit at home. But rather you run. You run to the gate so you can get your spoil. Are you following me? In the same way, when the prophet who is a watchman sees the enemies are approaching the city with their weapons, he has a responsibility to announce our enemy is coming. Enemy is death. Enemy is shame. Enemy is anything negative. So what he announces, then the men in the city, the trained men in the city take their weapon and they fight, defend the city against their enemy. So in these days, when I received the word that I was going to die, the prophet had Bought into the mind of God and have descended into the thoughts of the enemy to see what the enemy is planning and brought it to me. So I now have to learn what to do so that what the enemy is planning will not come to pass. So God said to Isaiah, Isaiah, tell Hezekiah he's going to die. That is no good news. Hezekiah did not like that kind of news. So when you receive a prophetic word, you can never become pregnant. You should thank God. Because if there was no prophecy, you wouldn't have known what had happened in the spirit. To know that's why I said, it is better someone curse you than the person keeps quiet. When you have an issue with somebody, and he said, make who thank God. I will disgrace you God. Why? You now know his thought has been expressed with words. So you know what to do to die. But if someone wants to kill you and is still smiling with you, you are eating together. How will you know? So you need to know some things concerning 2018. Concerning that business, concerning what is about to happen, when you know, if you don't like it, you dodge it. If you like it, you run into it. And 2018, some people be running into their prophecy. You run into your marriage. You run into your breakthrough. You run into the nation. Receive it now. Take your seat. Now, you see myself as an example. I have received an appointment letter 
and everybody will receive a letter to work is good news. But not every good door is a good door. Some good doors can divert you from divine programming. Not every case is a sign of love. The kings of Judas took Jesus to the cross. So, I received a letter excited. But in the mind of God, this is the letter that will let me spend 16 years in jail. Imagine if there was no prophecy. And I've gone ahead to take that letter to work with the bank. Tonight, you won't be here to listen to me. I'll be spending 16 years in jail. You will see me as a prisoner. When you see me, all kinds of evil thought will start running through your mind. Is he an amraba? Is he a rapist? Ah, all oh, this guy, you need to be very careful. But you don't know that I'm an innocent person who got himself entangled in something else. So I received the word. And when I did not like it, what I was supposed to do was not even to go and pray. I was supposed to drop the letter. There are prophecies you receive. You don't need prayer. You are dating somebody. God says that the person you are dating is not your husband. If you are what, you drop it. You will drop it. But if you are wiser than God, you hold on to it. Ah, I was ministering my first time at charismatic evangelistic ministry, said Reverend Stevenson's place. I was done preaching. <coughs> Let me drink water, so can I? I see someone drinking the, the water of prosperity. I see someone drinking the water of healing. Garoro Shada. Now, I was done preaching. Done preaching. Taking offering. Then suddenly the Lord opened my eyes. I said, well, I don't have time, but let me say it. There's a young girl here. You are supposed to marry this coming Saturday. And the guy says he will not marry. As I'm talking, he has run back to London. If I were you, I would thank God. And I ended. Then the next day or two, I received a call from my phone. And the youngest man of God, you came to Sam and you said so, so and so. I said, ah, What is it? He said, I am the young girl. I said, What shows that you are the young girl? He said, Man of God, just a week to our wedding, my beloved said he will not marry again. And Run to London. A man of God, disgrace, disgrace, disgrace. Look at me, disgrace. So my friends got to know you, you are coming to serve. So they brought me along. I said, if you are that person, then the Lord said the name of your beloved is so, so, so. He said, yes, man of God. Oh, man of God. I said, these are the number of people you people chose to be your maid of honor and your best man. He said, wow. I said, keep quiet. He said, I said, 
If everything I've said is true, thank God. She started crying, man of God, can something be done about it? Hey! Odo. Odo be kubimo. Me say odo be kubimo. Odo e kungofo. Hey! Telling you go and tango, you are saying, Can't something be done about it? And I said, Madam, don't get me angry. I mean, Monsieur. And I said, Madam, better go and tango. She said, Can't something be done about this? Huh. So I said, if you have married that young guy, I forgot, is it three months or five months? That guy would have died. And would have become a widow at the age of 24, 25. It's a man of God. Stay calm, with me down. I said, Madam, let's cut the call. We'll talk later. Then that was it. So once in a while, she will send me a message. She will call. Maybe she was angry that God has shown me something. We should do something about it. And you say, Later, what kind of prophet is this? That, that exactly three months or five months, I received a call again. Man of God, you were a prophet. Man of God, you were a prophet. When people say this to me, I ask myself, so all this, why, what were they, were, think, were they thinking I was? <laughs> hey! So you were prophet. Why am I a prophet? He said, man of God, my beloved is dead. I am. So God had already seen that the girl is about to become, is it? A widow. And said, let me help you so you don't go through it. You still say, ah, I still want to enter. What that widow? There are some prophecies. All you need to do is to drop it. Now understand that Prophecies will not make sense. Why would they, would they not make sense? Isaiah 55. If I didn't read for me. Isaiah 55. Microphone, microphone, microphone. Give to my wife. 55. Are you there? Verse 9. What is there? For as the heavens are higher than the earth. So, as for as the heavens are higher, uh-huh. so are my ways higher than your ways. So are my ways higher than your. Uh-huh. What's happened to the microphone? And your thoughts. Than your thoughts. Than your thoughts. There is a way that cement good or right or perfect to a man but the end thereof the end thereof I was going to London there is a way that looked good unto a man London was looking good there is a way Because God's thoughts are higher than your thought. When God says a little of his thought with you, you become confused. 
your thought, you think this is beautiful. In the thought of God, it is very ugly. But most of the time, because we are limited to what we know, all you know is here. All you know is what you have gone through today. But God knows something about tomorrow that you don't know. You can open your eyes, you cannot see. So when God sees it and begin to tell you, you better take it. And I will show you right now. Osafo, come. Osafo, Isaac, be at the back of the prophet somewhere. Osafo, Isaac, do whatever you want to do to prophet somewhere, but don't touch him. Anything you want to do, we don't have time. Don't be smiling. Okay. Now, Prophet Samuel, with all his intelligence, is limited to what is happening at his back. So from where he's seated on the earth, he doesn't know the things about the back. But there is a God here who can see what is happening at the back. So if the God speaks, he should rather drop his soul and align it. And that's why a lot of people are confused. Because you see something. God sees something better. You are not ready to go the way of God. So you cannot encounter the mind of God. I prophesy upon your life. There is something that God has for you. You will not miss it. 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 Take your seat. Take your seat. That's where the problem is. So prophecies will never make sense. Brother, a young man, God said, move to Accra. I don't know anyone in Accra. Why must I move to Accra? Who is going to feed me? 10 Ghana cities. Buy my ticket. Let me force the 60 password. How do I get to Accra? How do I get to Accra? If I stay in Takrande when my mom cooks, I'll get some and eat. Prophecy would never make sense. That's why if you are trying to rationalize prophecy, you'll soon be out of the season. You'll be out. You'll be out. But it will not make sense. It will not make sense. Brother, it will not make sense. When you receive that word, it will not make sense. That's why when Mary was there and an angel came to Mary and said to Mary, you were a virgin, but virgin shall be pregnant. What kind of English is this? How can a virgin be pregnant? But the angel spoke that kind of English. It did not make sense to Mary. So Mary said, ah, how can this thing happen? Now, once Mary was contemplating about it, now Joseph came. Mary was pregnant. He said, Mary, who is responsible? Joseph had Holy Ghost. Say, Holy what? They said, Holy Ghost. Say, abomination. Holy Ghost wanted. Holy Ghost impregnated somebody's wife. Joseph was confused because he did not understand the mind of God. So he made up his mind. Mary, you were a bad girl. Mary, you a wicked girl. Mary, how can you do this to me? Mary, of, of all the ladies, I chose you. Mary. Joseph said, I will put her away privately. 
And Bible said at that night, and this is the night for somebody. The Bible said at that night, I said this is the night for somebody. Say at that night, this is that night for you, somebody. While Joseph was asleep, the angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. He said, Joseph, don't be looking at what is surrounding Mary. Go and take that girl as your wife. Do what it means. What it means is that someone has impregnated somebody, do the wedding. Take care of pregnancy from conception to delivery. Who will do that kind of donkey job? You did not do the job. How do you take care of the job? Prophecy. That is prophecy. That is, it did not make sense. But because Joseph was not working and trying to rationalize prophetic word, he followed. Today, there is no way you talk about Jesus and not talk about Joseph. Do you know what you're trying to do? You are trying to use your mind to understand it. You are trying to use your mind. How can it happen? Me of all people. In this family, we have 25 professors. Even me, first degree, I could not. How can I become it? Who told is the God, the God who, use, who, use, who uses degrees? He uses anything that is available. Degree or without the degree. Married or not married. Poor or rich. He is the God who can turn things around. Oh my God. And God is turning things around for somebody. He's turning things around for somebody. It shall be your story. It shall be your testimony. It shall be your story. It shall be your testimony. That's the kind of God. You can never understand prophecy. You cannot you cannot. A lot of people are struggling. I mean, I gave a prophecy to a man, 1999, that as I'm seeing people are working for you. All they are doing is that they are sweeping. Wherever there is debt, they are sweeping. They are gathering rubbish. They are putting it into a car. Now they take it to a place. And they, they I don't know how I said it. God says that look for money. Start a business. All they have to do is to be sweeping. Sweeping. Let them go and sweep. Say, ah, 1999. What kind of business is that? Many years later, when Zoom Lion and other lions had already entered the business, then he now called, man of God. Now I've got the man I want to start. I said, are you serious? Get out from here. Because what God was talking about was not common. How can you tell me a degree holder, a master's degree holder, that you stop everything and go in for money and get people to sweep? He missed it. I said he did what? He missed it. I was ministering to somebody. And I said, I don't know. But all that I am seeing... It's oil, 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 oil. And because I'm a prophet, when I see oil, I first think about ministry. And I said, I don't know whether it's a call into ministry. But I'm seeing oil. Go and pray about it because that's what I'm seeing. He goes and pray about it. And he come back and said, as he pray, all that comes into his mind is crude oil, is crude oil. But Papa, look at me. Business is not my field. He said, when I was young, 
we used to sell things on our head. Even that one, when they give me 10 CDs, when I come back, it is four CD I bring back. So business is not my fear. I said, then God wants you to do something in the crude oil. He said, but I don't have the money. I said, prophecy most of the time will not show you the how, but it will show you the destination. Today, he's a big player in the crude oil industry. Can I close now? Because my time is up. So, how many points did I give yesterday? How many points? So, let me give you some few and um, close for tonight. Now, all that I'm doing, brother, some of you say, All of you on this line, mm, don't miss tomorrow. Listen to me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Don't miss tomorrow. And when you are coming, get the bottle of oil. Come with it. There is an oil here. Very huge. The angel is trying to carry it, but it cannot carry it. The angel is trying to carry it. You don't have an idea. You are carrying a whole nation. But you look at yourself and there are questions. Once you are carrying a nation, something will open it. Something will open it. I say to open it. Hey, whoever thought that Bernard L. Bernard will become a name in Ghana. Even myself, I did not believe it. I did not believe it. Oh, maybe But Something is about to happen. I'm telling you, I need you to get a certain understanding. See, all you need is one word and build your life around it. All that Joseph needed was one word to build his life around it. Tell someone one word. One. Say, echo me. In our language, how will you say it? The cat, the cat, the cat. All you need, all his excellency, the president of the Republic of Ghana needed was just one word. One word. Even after we have voted, he needed one word. So, one other people were there and the president was in comfortable lead. Akufado was also in comfortable lead. So, some were confused. We did not know who was really in that comfortable Until the one word came. Yeah, there can be contentious about your destiny. But there is one word. I said there is one word. There is one word. You will become, you can become. But that word will settle it. I said that word will settle it. 
They said you can't be pregnant. Why? Because you don't have a womb. Ah, there is, you know my friend, Prophet Clifford. A lady got married, went to hospital, and they said she does not have a womb. It's, ah, said you don't have a womb. Prophet Clifford was ministering and picked the same woman and said, this is what the Lord is saying. That before this year comes to an end, you will be pregnant. Man of God, I went to the hospital and he said, I do have a woman. He said, thou sayest the law, before the end of this year, you shall be pregnant. Before the end of that year, she was. I went to the church. The guys left the church. They were attending. They joined. I went there and I picked the guy. And I said, the Lord says, I should tell you, your wife is going to be pregnant. The wife was already pregnant. I mentioned the name they will give to the baby and everything. Then the prophet shared the testimony with me. One word settled it. I say one word settled it. They say you'll be poor all the days of your life, but one word from God shall settle it. They say you go through that struggle all the days of your life, but one word shall settle it. They say you cannot run the race, but one word shall settle it. They say you can never marry, but one word shall settle it. They say you will work and work and work, but will not see the fruit of your labor, but one word. One word. Say, my father, my father. Say, my father, my father. Help me with my one word. All I need to enter 2018. I don't need a car. I don't need money. All I need is just one word. My car is in the world. My marriage is in the world. My promotion is in the world. My prosperity is in the world. Everything is in that one word. So give me that word. Give me that word. Can somebody start praying? Can somebody start praying? Can somebody start praying? Give me that word. Give me that word. Give me that word. Give me that word. That word that will make a difference in my life. That word that will make a difference in my academics. That word that will make a difference in my business. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray. Oh, my God. 
Jesus' name,
I share a test in one of our programs, I think comedy and prophecy. And a young guy received a job. Um, so he decided to come back to Ghana and do one or two things and go back. By the time he got to Ghana and decided to go and renew his um, visa, they said no. And the deadline was on. And I was ministering under the spirit. I can remember where he was and I went to him and I picked him. And I said, I see your passport number. I mentioned, he didn't even know the passport number. And I said, somebody has poo-pooed on that passport. And he said, sir, I went to the embassy, they did not give me. I said, this is your passport number. I said, let me show you. Do you remember when you were in China? Entered, oh my God, entered his room. Describe, he said, yes. I said, the Lord says, that book is clear. You will go. And I asked him, when do you want to go? It was Wednesday. He said, sir, by Monday, I want to be out of here. I said, it is done. It is done. The next day or two, he was in the house and somebody called him. That they are looking for people who have lived in China for seven years or some number of years. So, uh, so he decided to go. No, anyone who have ever lived in China before. So he decided to go for the party. When he went there, he was wearing jeans. Everybody was former. Tie, suit and tie, suit and tie. He was wearing jeans. Now, whilst he was standing there, he looked like the odd one out. So he decided to come out. When he was coming out, he met a Chinese man. He said, well, I'm fine. And they start talking. What's your name? He mentioned his name. He said, oh, how long have you been in China? The guy mentioned his name. He said, how long have you? I said, I've also been in Ghana for this number. And the number of years both of them have been in Ghana and China corresponded. He said, I do. I like you. I mean, I like you. The guy did not know he was talking. Is this an ambassador? How do you call it? The ambassador of China. To, he didn't know who he was talking to. He said, so what is your problem? He said, I came for this. He said, come, hold my hand. He said, Say, ah, you see, this is my son. Tomorrow morning, he's coming here. When he comes here, let him be the first person you will attend to. Monday wasn't up, and he's gone. That was the first, the sick, I'll tell the rest later. It's for you while you're here. Okay, I'll share a testimony. I won't share everything. This young man there brought a guy to me. This guy is a big time businessman in a nation. 
bought property and everything there. Then suddenly some people find a way to go and destroy him. One day he was there and they pick him. Without picking money. Without picking nothing. They said we have deported you to Ghana. His business almost every deal in government. This is the guy who handled it. And he lost everything. Back to Ghana. Oh, at least this have, let me finish my last deal. He was doing something for a political party or so. And they threw him to Ghana. Then he tried to go. They said, you have been blacklisted. You can't go to that nation for this number of years. He tried using a different name to go. They catch him and say, you have been blacklisted. And this guy carried him to me. I said, me, I know one Jesus. Me, oh. Do you believe? He said, I believe. I said, let me show you what to do. Foolish things. I showed him what to do. I said, go back. Someone of God, this is the number of years. I said, forget about the number of years. Under the prophetic canopy. Forget about the number of years. I said, forget about the number of years. Forget about it. He now goes back, the same blacklisted person. Okay, so let's see if you'll be able to enter. Mm. Goes through Ghana immigration, setting the flight, whom zoom, they enter. Let's scan them. Everything. Ah, he has entered. By the grace of God. Maybe spiritually, physically, financially, maritally, you will be blacklisted. But lift up your right hand now. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare over your life anything standing between you and your glorious destiny. Anything standing between you and your glorious destiny. Let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. Let it catch fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. The number of years you have been waiting does not matter. Tonight in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I put your miracle in your hand. I put your testimony in your hand. I put your testimony in your hand. Receive it now. Receive that miracle. Receive that miracle. In the name of Jesus. Oh. 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 I see angels all over this place. And I see these angels are honoring people. They are honoring people. They are honoring people. They are honoring people. Receive your honor now. Receive your anana. Receive your anana. Receive your anana. Receive your anana. I receive it. Oh, take your seat. Take your seat. Ibu chukonya di ma. Ibu chukonya di ke. Ibu a fano megamo. Onye bu onye ni ba azu. Malite na gugu. I come to no 
Because a man was promised a political appointment and they were delaying. I said, raise seat, I'm coming. Carry him, carry him. He went there. Professor said, sit down, let me do what I need to do. When I was done, I said, I am done, sir. I am done, sir. Now, go. Your name will be mentioned. The next thing, director of something, something, something. They only that they have not brought my offering yet, and I'm waiting for it. I was there, and another man called man of God. Before so so and so, this was the position I was promised they would give me. Minister in charge of this, but he said yesterday somebody screenshot. A letter and send it to me via WhatsApp. That they have written somebody's letter. That the position they have promised me, they are giving to the person. I said, do you want it? He says, I want it. I said, call me at 12 midnight. He called me. I prayed with him. I said, listen to me. Tomorrow, call me again. He called me in the afternoon. I said, listen. 9.15 9.15 today, the Ogboro himself will call you. And he will ask you, we promise to give you this one, but we have already given it to somebody. Can we give you a different? If you say no, you want the position. The letter that is already written, they will put it aside. They will retype the letter that night and they will put your name in that sector. By tomorrow morning, he said, You want to say, I want it. 
that at the same time, Dog Borrow himself called him. And everything happened. Mr. What's your name? Don't give me a wave. You know, I'm talking about you now. Give no. The person is yeah. Aha. He's giving. I won't go into the details. He came all the way from London because they promised him a place. I don't know whether you, you remember that night. You remember that night. You remember that night. Brother, has anybody given you a promise? Even if they have not promised, they will promise now. I said, if they have not promised, they will promise now. Are there things you are believing God for? As long as you are believing God for, they have already promised it. Receive that testimony. Receive that miracle. Receive that favor. It will not pass you by. 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 We believe you have been blessed and inspired by today's word. For more of such messages, follow God's Oracle via podcast at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Asian and at Prophetic Faculty. You can also reach Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on plus 233-55-00-00-096 or follow Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on social media via the following handles at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on Instagram at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Asian on Facebook and at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson on YouTube. Thank you and God bless you.